I struggled in school. I struggled just in everyday life with my memory. At a very young age, I thought I was getting like dementia and Alzheimer's, and I would go see, you know, I would go see a neurologist, and they would tell me, well, you know, it's, you don't have anything wrong structurally with your brain. Uh, so they sent me back to my psychologist, psychiatrist, and they gave me the pills, the Adderalls, the Ritalin. Um, you know, they told me I had ADD, and I should just focus on taking the medicine and, and going with my life, and that should improve it. But I'm like, for me, I felt it just as a temporary fix to the problem that I had of having a bad ability to focus, a uh, bad ability to retain information, things of that nature. Um, and it wasn't until I started really learning about the foods that I was eating that were really a huge contributor to the fact that I couldn't focus, that I couldn't remember. And yeah, also, yeah, yeah. you know, other memory training things that I ended up doing later on to really, you know, compete around the world in these memory competitions. But I used to eat, you know, your hot Cheetos, your chips every single day, your, um, you know, pizza every day, burgers for breakfast, lunch, dinner sometimes. Um, and then I started shifting it. So what would you recommend uh, for individuals to, to start doing, to start changing those habits, those dietary habits to help them out? Let me go back to a statement that you made earlier in that question. And that was, uh, you, you said, you know, I felt like I was having dementia or Alzheimer's and I went to the doctor so they could give me something. And as someone that was diagnosed with ADD, I know all about having focus and memory issues. And I was able to overcome that and become the first memory master champion. And I want to teach you how to do the same. Tune in right now to the Smarter Brain Now show. And I will show you how to improve your memory and ability to focus, as well as learn all about the leading scientific research when it comes to optimizing your brain's full power. Again, follow and subscribe to the Smarter Brain Now show. All right, let's go on with the show. And I want to just, uh, before I answer the question, I want to just uh, amplify that moment, if I could, because if you did have Alzheimer's disease and you went to the doctor, which would be the case for 5.4 million Americans, there is nothing they could offer you. There is no treatment for Alzheimer's, none. So, you know, the notion of just, uh, hey, I've suddenly got this terrible thing and I'll go to the doctor, they'll give me something. That's not reality. There's no treatment for Alzheimer's. And, you know, you and I are having this conversation here in 2016. There, we're five, 10 years away, if at all, from having any meaningful treatment for that disease. Uh, that said, uh, you also brought up some very interesting points that you notice quite uh, readily that your food choices seem to be affecting how your brain was working. And that's a very uh, a brilliant observation because, in fact, our food choices have a huge role to play in terms of how the brain works, as well as the brain's resistance to disease. So the anti-Alzheimer's higher brain function diet is a diet that dramatically gets rid of sugar and simple carbohydrates, is much, much higher in fiber to nurture the gut bacteria and therefore reduce inflammation, which is the cornerstone of brain degeneration. And finally, welcomes fat back to the table. I mean, we've been fat phobic for 30 years based upon some really, really bad information that was put out by the sugar industry. That was the front page of the New York Times a couple of weeks ago. We all learned about it, how they had influenced medical publications to tell doctors that they should tell everyone to be fat free. And by default, everybody ate more sugar. And the sugar industry underwrote that. Uh, front page New York Times and published in the Journal of the American Medical Association. That is a clear and present danger for the brain. There is a powerful relationship between even subtle elevations of blood sugar 
and the brain's degeneration. This was actually published in a wonderful study that appeared in the New England Journal of Medicine in September of 2013, where they took a group of individuals and they measured their blood sugars, and then they followed them for about six and a half years. They found that those people who became demented had elevations of blood sugar at the beginning of the test. And the thing that was really compelling is these weren't high elevations of blood sugar. Uh, these were subtle elevations like to 105, 110, where you know you and your doctor are not going to get get excited, but nonetheless, it's already a big problem. So sugar is a brain toxin, no matter how you slice it. One really interesting study from the journal of the uh, published in the Journal of Alzheimer's Disease of all places, a Mayo Clinic study looked at diets of people, basically found that those people who favored carbohydrates as a calorie source had about an 88% increased risk of becoming demented, in contrast to those who derived a lot of calories from fat in whom the risk was reduced by over 40%. So just in looking at the macronutrients between fat and carbs, the scales are strongly tipped in favor of eating more carbs and much less, rather eating less carbs and much more fat uh, in terms of protecting your brain. And it turns out it's going to be not just your brain, but your heart and your risk, risk reduction for uh, diabetes and certainly for cancer. We've been, um, we've been eating fat for about two and a half million years and fiber and not very many carbs and certainly no sugar. And suddenly, just in the last blink of an eye, we've changed our diets dramatically to a diet that's very pro-inflammatory. And again, inflammation underlies Alzheimer's and brain degeneration.